Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Time and Talks podcast. For those of you who are new to my world, welcome. I'm Thajal V. Patel, former divorce attorney turned meditation and mindfulness advocate for moms and kids and the author of the upcoming book, Meditation for Kids, 40 Activities to Stay Present, Improve Concentration, and Manage Difficult Emotions, which is releasing spring of 2020. Are you an ambitious driven woman who has big dreams but often feel time starved you feel like you don't have enough energy to devote to your mission or the fear and self-doubt of not feeling good enough creeps in well this podcast is just for you if you've ever felt that slowing down and pausing will make you lose your edge that you'll fall behind and maybe even feel more time starved i have someone who's going to help you break through this barrier What if you could have an all-natural prescription designed to induce a calmer, healthier work-life balance that will fill your days with sustained energy and adequate amount of space to breathe? It is free and legal, generates no negative side effects, requires very little time, and its benefits are to your overall health and well-being. Are you in? The powerful recipe for healthy work-life balance is found in author Shonda Morales' new book, Breathe, Empower, and Achieve. I'm so beyond thrilled to welcome her on the podcast today. Shonda is a women's mindful empowerment coach. She's a speaker and a psychotherapist in private practice. She believes that when women empower themselves and create life balance, they unleash the capability for incredible accomplishments. Author of the award-winning Breathe Mama Breathe, Five-Minute Mindfulness for Busy Moms, and recently published Breathe, Empower, Achieve, Five-Minute Mindfulness for Women Who Do It All. Shonda lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and two kids, loves to play outside, and is fascinated by what makes people tick. In this episode, you're going to hear how to achieve the elusive work-life balance with the Breathe, Empower, Achieve Mindful Break Method, why you only need five minutes to meditate, and why that's enough to feel balanced and stress-free, how we can empower ourselves to boost energy, boost confidence, and practice assertive communication, and simple ways to ditch stress without losing your edge. Without further ado, let's welcome Shonda Morales to the Time and Talks podcast where she's going to help us press the reset button on stop playing small and start feeling successful from the inside and out. Thank you so much, Shonda, for being here on the Time and Talks podcast today. And you're going to help us press the reset button on stop playing small and start feeling successful from the inside and out. I'm so thrilled that you're here today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So we always start the podcast with a little icebreaker question to get the energy right. And when I found out that I knew Shonda was from Pennsylvania, but uh, many of you guys know that I was born and raised in central Pennsylvania. And usually I tell people that I'm from Harrisburg and sometimes people will have deer with their headlights. And then I know who's paid attention in geography class because they're like, oh yeah, the capital of Pennsylvania. And um, there's always a very few select people that when I actually share the city that I was born in, which is Mechanicsburg, they'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard that. And 
Shonda was one of those people, and I did a really good happy dance because she went to school at Dickinson College, which is really like a beautiful campus, and it's right close to where I grew up. And I don't know about you, Shonda, but I got teased a lot about being born and raised in Pennsylvania. Like, what do you do? Do you go cow tipping? I'm like, (laughs) no, it is so nice there. So since they don't believe me, can you share something that you love? I mean, you live in Pennsylvania. You've been to central Pennsylvania. Can you please set the record straight and say how beautiful it is? <laughs> so I love this seasons. I agree with you. And I grew up not in farm country. I grew up in suburbia. However, I do now live in farmland. And I wrote about it on my blog where I actually, on my bicycle, I love to go out and ride um, all the hills and in the rural area, I raced a horse and buggy up a road um, just this past year. Um, and I think the, the Amish people inside were looking at me like, you are insane. <laughs> I was racing this horse, but I think they let me win. Um, so I love the seasons and um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. But it is, it's really beautiful. It's quiet, it's serene. Um, for all you guys who teased me over the years, see, we have another person here that can agree with me that Pennsylvania is beautiful. All right. So Shonda, you are the author of two incredible books that have touched my life personally. Um, we're going to talk about your new book, Breathe, Empower, and Achieve. But before we do that, moms, I know a lot of you asked me the question, how in the world do you have time to fit in meditation and mindfulness into your day? My day is so busy. I just don't even have a moment to sit down. And I want to be very, very clear with you that um, that took a perspective shift on my point. And I really wanted to just quickly highlight your Breathe Mama Breathe book because um, I, I share a lot that when I was pregnant with my firstborn, I was in my one-year kundalini training. So I was in like meditation and yoga overload, uh, 60 to 90 minutes a day. And, you know, I was in this completely zened out state. And then the new season of motherhood hit. And having a newborn, it was like, I didn't even have the mental bandwidth to like sit there for 30 minutes. And I felt like a failure. And I felt like, oh my gosh, this is the time in my life that I need meditation. And how am I going to make it flexible and manageable? And that's where your book really came in. And I want moms to know about that book too. Um, And we're going to definitely talk about your new book. But um, Shonda, you know, just quickly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Breathe Mama Breathe and just what that's about, because I know a lot of moms who are listening to this will also benefit from that book too. Right. So I was much like you, I had been a faithful half an hour a day meditator and yoga practitioner before I well, my daughter, I started doing that when my daughter was three years old and she, I had my son when she was 10. So for a good seven years, I was a very faithful everyday meditator. So I knew there was no way with the newborn, I'd be sitting on my mat for a half an hour every day. It's just impossible in the beginning, especially. So, and also much like you, I think I was a, a kind of all or nothing in my thinking. It was like, mm-hmm. if I can't do a full hour and a half Ashtanga practice, the full primary series, like, forget it. What's the point? And so it was really, I think with motherhood, we are, whether we like it or not, um, you know, we can go, we can kind of go in kicking and screaming or say like, all right, I can go with the flow and I need to learn to go with the flow. And so how can I keep five minutes of mindfulness 
in my day in ways that are flexible. So sometimes we can five and carve, uh, carve out five minutes to meditate. And sometimes we practice what I call mindful breaks, which is we don't need to go and sit and close our eyes. We can bring mindfulness and our awareness into any moment of the day, no matter what we're doing. If we're folding the laundry, if we are uh, carpooling our kids to school, if we're breastfeeding or, or bottle feeding. And so there's an opportunity everywhere in the midst of the chaos of motherhood to, to uh, drop in and be more aware of what's happening and allow and accept. That was revolutionary because taking meditation and mindfulness off the mat it into real life. And that's essentially what we are meant to do is to carve out, like while we're weaving through life, carve out those mindful breaks that what you talk about, which is a reoccurring theme in the first book, but also your new book. But it's like taking these mindful breaks, which I completely am, I love in what I practice every single day. And I attribute, attribute that to your book of like helping me rethink and refocus into that mindset. So thank you for that. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you. Yeah. So your new book, Breathe, Empower, and Achieve. It's for women. So this is not just for moms, but you see a lot of this. Like being on Instagram, you see women. This is a really remarkable and exciting time for us because you see us really stepping into our power, like owning our gifts and, you know, bringing our light in our own unique ways. And I think that's really, really remarkable. And when you're on Instagram, you see like, wow, this person is doing really big things. And behind the scenes, like for example, just myself, there are a lot of limiting beliefs and self-doubts and fears that creep up each time you're up-leveling. And so from the outside, it may look like, wow, they've achieved their dreams, but there's a lot of back end of like still working on yourself, um, which I agree was probably like a, a big mission of why you felt called to write this book. Is that correct? Definitely. I was seeing a lot of women who weren't playing big in their lives, who either didn't take the time to consider what that might look like to play big and to live their dreams, or they would have a very clear idea and think, well, I can't make that happen. And these are all the reasons why. Um, and so to know that, first of all, we have to carve out those little bits of time in our day to have space so we actually know what our priorities are, what our values are, what our dreams are. And then if we don't have, if we have those limiting beliefs or self-doubt or we don't have the confidence, then we squish it right away and it's gone. Um, so we need to encourage that to happen as well. And then once we identify what those dreams are, how do we break them down into those micro action steps so they're doable, so we can make it happen. And that is the, the premise of Breathe and Power Achieve. It all works together. Um, and depending where we are and where we, like you said, when we're growing, it there is no comfort in growth. So mm -hmm. it's always feeling discomfort when we're in a growth phase. And so um, that's to be expected. Yeah. And this is definitely a practice you come back to over and over. So a lot of times, you know, I know when I talk to my clients, they're like, oh, I did, I dealt with that lesson. Why is it showing back up again? And that's just the nature of it. And I share that, like, I just most recently, I'm like, okay, just getting a book deal. It was stirring up those feelings. Now thinking about creating a book launch event, again, all those feelings are stirring up. So this book is a book that you could keep come back, coming back to because there's different phases and lessons and seasons that come in our life. And even if it feels like 
they're repeating. We are up leveling. It's just showing up to just cleanse out new things. And so that's what I love about this. Like it, it takes you where you're at and there's tools for that space. And so you're really offering up very doable, um, five minute mindful, mindful breaks, as you say. And this is really for anyone um, who's a woman who's ambitious, driven, and doesn't want stress or those limiting beliefs to hold them back from achieving their dream. Would, would you say that's correct? Definitely. And what I encounter as well is that we're, so many of us are on this hamster wheel of busyness and we're mm. putting out fires all the time. And so that's what I mean. There's, we don't allow any space or time to just pause and recognize, you know, is this where I want to place my time and my energy and my priorities? And if not, okay, how do I shift just a tiny bit and make those little, uh, those little quick shifts that are flexible and easy? And over time, that adds up and that will totally put, point us in the direction we want to head. Absolutely. And you know what I love um, in your book? You explain uh, what you called a mindfulness triangle of awareness. I'd love for you to explain that because I think you so seamlessly explain it and it's so easy to understand. So could you share that with us? Sure. It's a great way to conceptualize mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And it's made up of, if you imagine a triangle, the points correspond to our thoughts, our body sensations, and our emotions. And they're very much intertwined and they affect one another rapidly. And often we don't even recognize it's happening. Uh, so for example, I can have a thought of, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I can't even, I, I'm you know, toggling between all my responsibilities, whether my kids or all these other uh, things on my plate. And in my body, I might feel pressure in my chest, my shoulders might rise up. And the emotions might be overwhelm, stress, frustration. And then my next thought is, you know, um, oh, I'll never, I'll never get to this project. I'll never forget it, you know, and, and, and on and on and on we go. And so um, anytime we can recognize, ah, look what's here. And often it's, it's helpful or it's most easy to access our body sensations because they're most obvious. Ah, look at my shoulders. That's our cue to take a deep breath and pause and question kind of what's here. It's information. So that's where the power lies. Otherwise, we are just automatically, unconsciously, uh, you know, letting this triangle affect our behavior and our actions and our continuing thoughts. Absolutely. So like anytime like we felt like we're stuck, it's because this cycle is, we're like stuck in this cycle and it just repeats. The thought leads to this emotion or this feeling, and then the feeling leads to this body sensation. So if you, what I like to visualize when you said that is like when you enter any point, like if you're aware of your body sensation, you can start breaking that cycle. Or if you're aware in that moment of your feelings, you can start breaking the cycle or your thoughts. So it's like, you don't have to like sit there and analyze all three. It's just, if you just like visualize that and then see which one is aware, like you're aware of at that moment, then you can then enter into the moment and then see what tool that you need to kind of break that cycle. Exactly. And, and the more often we are drop, just noticing what's happening in my triangle. So we can do that a few times throughout the day. Huh? I just pause right now, what's happening in my triangle, just as information, just as a practice to be, have us become more aware. Uh, because not only does it help uh, us pull out of that negative spiral, but it can help us lock in and savor these beautiful moments. And so we're, if we're on the lookout for beautiful moments, I'm looking out a window right now in Pennsylvania. <laughs> 
it's a little, you know, it's gray and it's, and it's a November morning here, but it's also beautiful. And, and I can uh, look out and think, oh, wow, this is such a beautiful view. I'm so grateful to have this. I feel that in my chest, it feels warm. I feel relaxed and the emotions are gratitude. And, and so anytime, especially with kids, I mean, that's a beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, these in-between beautiful moments that we tend to miss because we're just thinking about our to-do list and we're on that hamster wheel. If we pause and say, hmm, look at that. Look at this beautiful little face of this little child I have and feel that soft skin. I feel that warmth and, and love. And, you know, and so anytime is a moment we can drop it and recognize what's happening in our triangle. Absolutely. So I could hear like the skeptics be like, well, my life is so busy, Shonda. You don't know how much I'm juggling. If I slow down, it's going to affect my productivity. I'm not going to get stuff done. And do you know, like for the lack of better words, they're like shit's going to hit the fan. So why is slowing down for the, that, that person out there who's listening? He's like, I can't slow down. How is slowing down going to help me be more productive? Can you share a little bit how that helps? Sure. First of all, let me say I totally get it because I was that person too. When I started doing this, I was like, really? You want me to, uh, I don't know about slowing down. I didn't like that. It was very uncomfortable for me. I like to get things done and I'm recovering perfectionist. So I completely get that and it can feel uncomfortable at first. However, what I found very quickly when I started practicing meditation and mindfulness is that by just slowing down a notch, not a whole lot, I was more productive and more efficient and uh, could sustain my energy longer. Because you think about those days when we're really stressed out and we're rushing around, we're dropping things, we're losing our keys, we're spilling the coffee, and it's a disaster. And so we take so much longer when we slow that down just a notch, which might just be two slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth we are able to function more uh, efficiently. And we know in our brain that, and in our body, fight or flight calms down when we take those deep breaths. So we often, many of us on this hamster wheel, will run on this low level of fight or flight all the time and not even recognize that's where we are. Um, And so, and our brain functions more efficiently when we pull out of fight or flight with those deep breaths. Right, right. Yeah. I, I love I love how you said slow it down just a notch. Yes. We're not saying turn off, we're right. saying slow it down. I love that. I like that visualization. I'm a visual person. So when you said that, I'm like, I can see it just like clicking what's that's really good. I really yeah. like that. Um, so your book really is a working natural recipe, as you said, of achieving healthy work-life balance. Now, if you don't mind, I actually want to reread your words back to you because this paragraph was just so, like, I've never heard it say, said like this. And I just want to read this word for word. I don't want to paraphrase it. <laughs> So you say, um, for our brief empower and achieve purposes, though I define a healthy work-life balance as an ongoing, reasonable equilibrium among all important aspects of life, given the stage of life, this entails continual recalibrating and calibrating and recalibrating time and energy, making deliberate choices, lessening the guilt dare I say, lowering expectations and accepting that we may not be able to have it all or do it all at once. Work-life balance is categorically imperfect and absolutely attainable. 
this was like, I have stars, it's highlighted. This is so good. Can you talk a little bit about this? Sure. There's a, you know, there's this ongoing debate about is work-life balance possible? A lot of people will say, no, it's not. And I, like I, like you're reading, I absolutely believe it is. It's just a matter of we can't have it all, all the time, all at once. And so there are times, and I, this is true for myself, where you know, I'm really careful about what I say yes to and what I put on my plates. And um, sometimes I, or often, I, will, I have a 24-hour waiting period set up for myself to say yes to certain projects or opportunities that come my way because I want to say yes to a whole lot of things for a whole bunch of reasons. And sometimes I have to say, you know what, I can't right now, I'm choosing not to right now and, you know, get back to me in a year, or I will revisit this down the road. But, you know, when we have certain responsibilities, especially when we're in the trenches with little ones, or maybe we're in the sandwich generation, right now I'm caring, helping care for my parents and Mm -hmm. my kids. And it's, you know, whatever our life, whatever is going on, um, there, there will be another time for it. It's not Mm -hmm. always now. And so I think, um, you know, being somewhat forgiving with ourselves and really, uh, prioritizing and staying with those values. When we're clear with what our deepest values are, then we can prioritize along that way. I love that. That was, that was the best way, honestly, that I've heard that explained. And it's, it's really like taking, cause I'm also a recovering perfectionist. It really was a lot of like, gave me space to kind of settle in and just like, yes, not everything has to happen now. Not everything, you know, um, you don't have to say yes to everything, but also it's that constant, like what you said, the recalibrating. Some days are just going to be like your mom energy needs to be up and running. Some days are going to be truly like using your energy towards like creating something. Sometimes it's just taking time within and that's the balance of it all that every day is going to look different. So I love that. So with your breathe, empower and achieve, like you have a very, you laid it out very seamlessly and it's very easy to follow in your book. So the first thing is these breathe mindful breaks. So can you share a little bit about what that is and why that's the first step in this whole process? Right. So the breathe breaks promote calm and awareness and insight. And so an example of that would be the triangle of awareness. So we're, we're bringing our awareness to what's happening and that's where the power is. So we can choose our actions and our priorities. Um, They're calming breaks and awareness breaks. And then the, the um, empower breaks are about boosting confidence and assertiveness and courage and the achieve breaks are about playing big and identifying our our dreams and those goals, breaking them down. Right. And so, and I talk a lot about, because I'm an Ayurveda specialist, I talk a lot about, you know, how to calm the stress in our body. So these first group of tools that you offer really helps release the stress because you are not in the right frame of mind, body energy to even think about expelling any energy towards your dream unless the stress is contained. And I think a lot of us feel like, no, the stress propels me, but healthy levels of stress, right? This is not like that overwhelm and burnout stress. So this is what the first um, group of tools are. And um, something else that you wrote, one of the tools that I've actually really loved in this, because like you said, these are like grounding lifelines that are helpful for us to sustain our energy. The two that I've just 
totally loved. One thing that you said, it was on page 55, is that when we're living in a state of time scarcity and overwhelm, we lose sight of our values and need for connection. And other human beings can become to feel like distraction and stress obligations, which is so true. That's, you know, it's a a huge... um reminder for me when I'm feeling annoyed or irritated by especially my family. Yes. <laughs> How dare you interrupt my work or my train of thought? And it's like, whoa, you know, that's, that's kind of a little wake up call to be like, okay, my priorities may have be maybe a little bit off or shifting mm-hmm. here. So, um, so it happens to us and that's okay. And so it's not judging ourselves, but it's again, wait, noticing. And then that's where the power is. What do I want to do with that? Absolutely. Like I, and I'll be very, very honest and transparent as my followers know that this was a big wake up call because just this past Friday, Fridays, I keep my four and a half year old home. The whole idea is so that we can spend quality time together. And I had a bunch of emails like for this book launch and like just, and like I told him I need 20 minutes. Like, let me just be in my office. And then he comes in and he's like, mommy, like, can you, do you want to color with me? And I just saw, like, I just felt myself just getting immediately irritated. Like, can you please, but give me like 20 minutes. Like, I'm just trying to do this. I can't think and talk to you at the same time. And the minute that he quietly walked out, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is so not aligned. So this whole um, paragraph came from the kindness mindful break, which I practiced. And I was like, wait, I need to drop everything that I'm doing right now because this is not the energy that I want to be calibrated in. So that's the kindness break that I use, the kindness break from your book that I used at that moment. Um, the other thing that I really like another, like, uh, just an example, well, there's a lot of examples guys in the book and we're not going to tell you what they all are because first it's not possible, but we, I want you to get the book, but I just want to give you little sprinkles and have like Shonda explain it just so you get a feel of like what these different mindful breaks look like. But the other one that I really loved was your track your energy one, because you again said there is this subtle difference between knowing when you feel depleted versus like when you're feeling tired but your time is well spent, which I was like, ooh, that is so juicy because there is a subtle difference in that. Could you share a little bit about like tracking your energy? Definitely. When we're, when we're attending to whether it's work or, or our personal lives, whatever that is, when we are, I mean, we can tire out, you know, of course, over the, the course of a week. And I talk about that, you know, I, I can be seeing a lot of clients, therapy clients, and doing all the work I'm doing. And at the end of the week, I'm kind of talked out or I'm listened out and I just sort of get a little more passive on a Friday night. And But that feels like a good energy. It's like a good tired or it's like working outside and I, my muscles feel tired. However, there's that depleted energy of that we're stressed out, we're pushing, we're hustling too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or we're doing work that really doesn't suit us and that is exhausting. And so it's that difference of there are different kinds of tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's all to pay attention to again, all kinds of information and that can guide our further choices going, going forward. Absolutely. I've never heard like that variation. And it is, it's a sliding scale of different levels of tired of like that good. And I think that just kind of helped me feel it differently in my body. Yes, that's true. Like there's a tired that feels so like, oh, like I accomplished a lot and it was a good accomplishment versus the I pushed and I struggled to like make it happen and I don't have anything else to give anyone. So I really like that subtle distinction that you talked about. Um, So 
those were just like a few examples of your like breathe mindful breaks. Now the next step is your empower mindful breaks. And you make a very bold statement. It's a first empower, you know, power mindful break. And you said, do not fear mistakes. There are none. So I'd love for you to explain that for us. Yes. So I have this, uh, this quote hanging in my office as a reminder for myself too, uh, that, that it's okay. I see mis- you know, mistakes as learning experiences and, and, you know, sometimes we have some big ones and in the moment they certainly don't feel like if somebody tells you, Oh, well, you'll learn from this. So you just want to throw something at them because it's, that's not what you want to hear in that moment. And it's very painful and scary sometimes. So, you know, I share an example of having left my solo therapy practice that I had in uh, going for a long time to join a group that sounded really appealing. Very quickly, it turned out it wasn't as promised and it wasn't a good fit. And so I was like back to square one with, oh my gosh, I've got to open up shop by myself all over again. And I was terrified and it was, you know, there was no income and it was a scary place. However, the, the, the great thing that came out of that was I had extra time on my schedule and I was writing blog posts and sharing things with the moms I was working with, which turned into the first book, Breathe Mama Breathe. So that there is always something to be gained, to be learned if we're willing to look. And definitely in the moment, it's not always easy to see. We need some time before that's clear. But um, and, and along those lines, the Mindful Break talks about those of us who are risk averse and those of us who are impulsive and where we fall on that continuum to know where your edge is so that you have that growth edge. Some of us who are impulsive need to pause <laughs> before we act. And some of us who are risk averse need to say, like, give ourselves those, those kind of heavy nudges, like go ahead and do it. So yeah. It's no I like that. Yeah. So what would your definition of fear versus mistake be if you had, if you could define that? Um, a failure versus mistake? Yeah. Or- sorry, sorry. Not fear. Yeah. Failure versus mistake. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't like the word failure and that's what I talk about is, you know, I almost call it the other F word sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't, I, it just makes me bristle. Um, yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Because, you know, a mistake is okay. And sometimes, again, it's a learning experience, but, you know, to say failure is just, I don't think it's helpful. Yeah. Me either. I agree. It like makes my stomach tense up. You know, to me, I feel like failure is like giving up on something or quitting on something that you really, truly want. That to me, and that, so when I remind myself when I make a mistake, it's that, are you giving up or are you just recalibrating and trying to learn from it? And, and I feel like that's like, like failure is like a cut off, like nothing can ever happen. So I feel like there's actually no failures because most people will try again and learn and, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes them to achieve that. That's not about, that's not near nor there. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what it would be to me, but I like that. It's the other F word. Let's just not say it anymore, guys. Cause <laughs> take it out of our vocabulary. Um, they said that I think there are times when, you know, when we endeavor to do something and then we realize, you know what, maybe, maybe this isn't it. And I am going to I don't say give up on it, but choose not to continue with it. And that sometimes can be wise. So, right. Yes, that's true. But you know, that's true. If it's no longer aligned with your highest self, 
then I still wouldn't look at it as a failure. I think that's still growth because exactly like in your experience, like I wouldn't look at that as a failure because it propelled you to where you needed to be and it was a stepping stone. And even though something shifted, it's stepping stone to where you are today. So yeah, again. So what we're trying to say is there are no failures. (laughs) So one of the um, power breaks that I really loved was your inner bully. Can you share a little bit about that one? Yes. So we all have this voice, you know, our inner critic, our inner bully who can really come out, especially in times of growth, because again, that's when we're uncomfortable. We're out of our out of our comfort zone and we feel like that self-doubt shows up. So, so my inner bully kind of looks like Marge <laughs> harsh and, uh, and um, she's very critical, you know, like pointing that finger. And um, she used to show up an awful lot for me when I was younger, I was really a perfectionist, like I said, and, and um, just in all areas of my life. And so thankfully I've learned to calm that down. But when I am, reaching out of that that comfort zone she shows up like really you're you think you can handle that you're good enough to do that you know enough and and all those kinds of things so just to know that she will show up to expect her and we can let her chatter away and thank her because really she's trying to look out for us and protect us and that's fine, but we don't need to listen to her. She'll say, thank you for your concern. Sort of like that overbearing great aunt who's kind of like, watch out, be careful. And you're like, okay, okay, thank you. And, um, and continue on your way. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Because I sat when I read that, I was like, who, what's my inner bully's name? And the name just immediately popped to me. And my name's Sheena. Her sh- oh, yeah. <laughs> Sheena is like the girl who keeps her hands on her hips yeah. and like stands like, you know, like the know-it-all, like I'm the cool girl. Yeah. And, you know, I was taken back to the 80s. So she was like the cool girl who had like the high. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my inner bully. And she's like, what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, yes, Sheena. So I've, I've like, I like that visual, again, because I like visuals. I was like, oh, Sheena, Sheena, Sheena. (laughs) So I have conversations with her and I told my son about it. Like I, because I'm very, very open. I was like, you know, you're, there's a voice that comes in your head that's not very nice. You can name it. And his is Roger. I don't know where Roger came from. So he has a guy named Roger. And, um, and he said that he's going to draw a picture. Because I was like, I really like to see, like, what's your picture of your – so it's a cool thing to do also with your kids because it's very visual and you're making it something – it's not something that you fear. It's something that, you know – you can get be in control of. So I really, I really like that. Um, okay. So now let's go to the achieve breaks. Could you help us understand a little bit more what those breaks will help us do and give us an example of one of those? Sure. So, so many. Um, so I like to begin with the values again, getting really clear. And I say our top four values and mine are, uh, slow love nature and growth. And actually a funny story about slow, I, honest, I don't remember if I shared this in the book or not, but um, Mary Beth LaRue, I interviewed different women for the book and she was sharing with me one of her values and she said slow. And I thought, ooh, that I never heard that as a value, but that reached out and grabbed me because I'm continually needing to remind myself to slow down just a notch um, always. 
And so I adopted it. And then later on, I was going back to kind of fact check for the book before it went to publication. And I said, you did say slow, right? And she's like, oh no, I said flow. And we laughed because I thought <laughs> for myself. So so anyway, use that one too. But anyway, being clear on your values because any decision you're making, so whether it's um, to take on a project or how you want to spend your day or, or free time, filtering it through your values and not that it's going to hit every value every time, but for the most part, if it does, then we are, you know, maybe you're going to say yes to that. Um, and also I talk in about the achieve breaks about so identifying what your big dreams are, there are mindful breaks in there to sit down and do that. And then also how to break them down into those little steps. And, um, and also, maybe what do you, what gnaws at us or what kind of, you know, what is it that's always kind of pulling at us that we feel like is unfinished or important for us to do. There are all kinds of ways to get clear on what our dreams are and our goals and make mm-hmm. them happen. Absolutely. And one, like one of the things that I also love that you included is that there's a mindful break called what about me, right? I think that's what it is. Is it what, a, what, a, why not me? Yeah. Yeah. Why not me? And that thought has definitely, if we're very honest, anybody who's trying to achieve a goal and it's just in our digital age, you'll see someone and you'll be like, why not me? Like, and not in a way that you're like, don't want success for that other person, but you know, there's a voice inside of you that says, I can do it. Like, it's like pushing you to kind of step out. Like, yes, you can do it. So I love that one because that's a natural part of the process too. It's not just breaks of like, oh, let's just, you know, send all our juicy energy into like creating, but then the other thoughts that will inevitably kind of creep in, like, why not me? Um, And how to deal with that, which I think is, which is a necessary um, to talk about, but also like work through. Right. Right. And envy. So I don't, so why not me is more about why can't it be true for me? Why can't, you know, why not? Why can't, when, when the doubt shows up, but, but there's one in there, um, the green eyed monster, maybe mm, that's yes. envy. So it's like seeing what you, maybe social media or your neighbor or something where you're kind of like, oh, I wish I had fill in the blank and really getting clear on what is it that you're envying and, um, how can you make that happen for yourself? Right. Because envy is also an, a feeling that you can learn so much from. It's not something that we need to feel guilty. Like, oh, I can't believe I feel envious or, you know, or sitting in that energy. It's like, okay, what can I learn from what's showing up? And that's what you help to take the step to kind of look within and just kind of like dissect it a little bit and to get the information out of it without the guilt. Exactly. Right. There are a lot of different tools in here. So for a mom looking at this and be like, okay, can I don't, because this is not about overwhelm. Like you have to do every single tool in here every single day. Can you give um, moms or women, whoever's listening, how do you apply these tools into your life in a workable and flexible way without them feeling overwhelmed? So for either book, um, so Breathe Mama Breathe for moms has 60 mindful breaks and Breathe and Power Achieve has 50. So you're right. We don't want to (laughs) try to, (laughs) but I'm a huge believer that we can all create or carve out five minutes in our day to meditate. And so use a guided voice. You can go to my website and I have uh, free downloads for that. 
or anywhere, apps, any way to do that. So to have a five-minute guided meditation every day, you build that foundation of mindfulness and meditation in your life. Then start with one mindful break. So just pick one and do that every day for a week. And that starts to become more of a habit that something doesn't require as much thought and effort. And then you can each week by week stack on a new mindful break if you'd like. And so before you know it, you have your days, you are meditating five minutes a day, and then you're sprinkling your day with these mindful breaks and it feels much more seamless. And that is the ultimate kind of one-two punch when it comes to this, this um, superpower of mindfulness. Absolutely. And I just wanted to share, because I know that Shonda, you probably will agree with this. Your mindfulness practice does not, or your meditation practice doesn't have to look the same every single day. So it's like, you know, especially with breathe and power achieve, there are going to be different tools that you're going to need to call on. So what worked maybe yesterday is not necessarily the tool that you need today because you're processing or working through something different. And that's a lot of like what I've experienced and Shonda, I'd be curious to hear if that's for you. Like when you're processing things, then you're moving on to the next thing. And then maybe it might be a two days or maybe it might be like the next minute. Like you can, you can like process out and then you'll need something completely different. So I don't want people to think, oh, this is so boring. I'm going to have the same like tools that I'm going to be practicing for the rest of my life. Right. Am I right? Definitely. Definitely. And uh, so not only that, but you can create your own. And I definitely hear from from people who, you know, will develop their own mindful breaks depending on their situation and what's going on in their lives. And so, yes, there are so many opportunities to do this and, and, and um, that will change depending on your season of life. Perfect. So this was so riveting and so powerful. I know our listeners are going to get so much value um, from your wisdom. So if there was one piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with that they, that you wanted them to get from this book, what would it be? It's just take one opportunity each day to step off that hamster wheel. If that can be as simple as stopping what you're doing, which can be really painful sometimes, just stop and take two deep breaths. And that, I guarantee if you do that and you're not doing it already, you're going to feel that radical difference, that change. And it is, it's life-changing and it's very powerful. Wonderful. So Shonda, how can our listeners find you? So shondamorales.net is my website. And if you sign up for my email list, then I will send a free five-minute guided meditation, a guided coffee mindful break, which is very popular. Yes, I can see why. <laughs> and a mindful log where you can, reproducible mindful log, where you can track your practice on an ongoing basis of meditation and mindfulness. And I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Lovely. And you can get both Breathe and Power Achieve and of course, Breathe Mama Breathe, wherever you buy books. Definitely, I recommend it wholeheartedly. It's a book that you will come back to. You can keep it on your nightstand to turn to. I I honestly have times, and I love doing this, is like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you just kind of do a little prayer and like guide me to what I need today. And then you just open it up because there's just so many different wonderful nuggets. And that also keeps it alive and fresh and new if you just just take a little moment to just settle and then just open it up and then practice that one that day. So thank you so much, Shonda. This was truly such a heartwarming conversation and I love spending this time uh, getting to learn uh, you a little bit more. I mean, I've read your book, so this is a little bit of a fangirl uh, moment for me, if I'm going to be honest, uh, but I really, I really, truly enjoyed this chat together. 
That was great talking with you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. If you love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribe, share with your mama besties, and leave me a review in the iTunes store. And as a free gift, I will share with you my seven-day stress detox course absolutely free. This is a $79 value course I'm going to gift to you complimentary as a thank you for leaving a review. If you're a mom who wants to be more present, you struggle with being patient during tough moments during the day, and you just want to experience some peace, even if it's just one minute to yourself. Well, these tools are just for you. Rooted in ancient Ayurveda, yogic wisdom, and kundalini meditations that only take three minutes, these are my daily go-to tools, especially on busy days, that helps me feel centered, calm, and balanced. And I love to make them accessible for you too. All you gotta do is simply email a screenshot of your review over to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. That is T-E-J-A-L at T-E-J-A-L-V-P-A-T-E-L.com. And I'll send you the course details right away so you can get started. Thank you so much for listening and namaste.